Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at AuburnUniforms.com. War Eagle, everybody, and welcome to Boom Tracker, your source for Auburn Tiger recruiting news and updates, part of the E2C Network, and brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. I'm your host, Dallas Ham, and I am joined by my friend and my co-host, the one and only Mr. Justin Hostler. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's up, Dallas? Welcome, everyone, and War Eagle. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode three of Boom Tracker. I know, Dallas, you're super excited. I'm pretty pumped up about this episode. It's September. It's hot outside. Summertime is almost over, but we've got playoff baseball right around the corner. So I know today we're going to, as promised, deliver on some some uh, baseball recruiting news as well as some really, really big basketball recruiting news. And as always, we're probably going to chime in on some Auburn football recruiting news as well. Absolutely, and I am, just like you said, excited about today's episode. Um, we covered the big three, as you said, and I every passing episode, and I know I say it like we've been on air for a long time, but with it just being the third episode, you know, our, our shows have ran almost an hour each time, but when we're talking recruiting, there's a lot to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. That's the beauty of of recruiting and that's the really the beauty of our show is there's like there's no off season um once we get through a couple installments of the big three like you said baseball basketball football you know we're gonna dive into some more of the other athletic teams on campus track and field soccer softball and and even more i'm sure um but yeah there's there's really never a dull moment in recruiting it's year round we've got so much to cover um that is why we've we've gone a little long, but um, there's just so much. There's we we could go on for days and days. We really could, and I just say with today's show, let's give the people what they want, which is obviously there's a lot of people out there excited about Auburn baseball under head coach Butch Thompson. Um, just having him as our coach is exciting, but what he's able to bring to our program in terms of not only wins, um, and and college world series births but also just the kind of character he brings to our program um he did a fantastic job really ever since he's been here he's done a fantastic job but last year he brought it all together and took us to the college world series um just justin give us a little recap about last year and where we stood at the end of the season yeah i mean first things first uh last season was something truly special it was a team that you know, led by our coach, the, our fearless leader, Butch Thompson. Our Tigers were able to get back to the College World Series for the first time since 1997. It was our it's our fifth time visiting the Big Dance. And, I mean, anytime you can get there, it's worth celebrating, just, you know, similar to a, a Final Four berth like we had in basketball this season. Um, the 97 team that was the last to do it was uh, led by 
legendary coach Hal Baird, and they had a guy on that team goes by Tim Hudson. I know he's a lot of Auburn favorites. He's one of my favorites. Uh, Braves legend, Auburn legend. He was uh, a big part of the success on that 50-win team. Um, he had 17 wins, 18 home runs. That team had David Ross on there, Casey Dunn. Um, it, it was just a team that, you know, like I said, they were able to put together 50 wins, which we're probably going to have to check in with the Hitchcock Hecklers. I've been practicing saying that all day. We're going to have to check in with them and uh, make sure that I'm correct on this. But I think that's the first, it might be the only 50-win season in Auburn's history. So that was a, a crazy team. Um, so it's it's cool for these guys on this past year's team to be kind of mentioned in the same breath as as a team that was that was really that special. And that um, team was really special. They had, like you mentioned, Casey Dunn, Tim Hudson, David Ross. Wow, like just a yeah, star-studded Josh, lineup. Josh Etheridge hit 20 bombs that year. Like there was just so many guys on that team that were just A1 studs. So yeah, like it's it's really cool that some of these guys who are still on the team and who have kind of since left to test the their talents at the next level that they're kind of mentioned in the same breath. I think that's really cool. Um, You know, this year's Auburn team, we really kind of flew under the radar for most of the season and we hit stride when it mattered. It was late in a, in the Georgia tech regional in Atlanta where uh, we were down a few runs. Um, Rankin Woolley was able to get us on the board. And then, you know, Steven Williams came up so clutch and blasted a three run homer into right field. And, um, you know, as, as we talk about the players and the, the people on the, on the staff, the coaches, the, just the people, the Auburn family, um, this was a really cool moment. It was, it was a really big moment in Auburn baseball. And then also just for, to see a kid like Steven Williams overcome what was for the most part, I think to his standards, probably a disappointing regular season as far as statistics go. Um, and being able for him to, to kind of put the 2019 regular season and then even the 2018 season in the rearview mirror if you kind of remember Steven was the outfielder last year who went to make a play on um, a ball that he probably catches like nine out of ten times but in a game versus Florida last year in the regionals it bounced out of his glove and over the fence for a home run it was a walk-off and it's just really cool for Steven and for the team to be able to uh, to move on from something like that, and and especially for Steven himself to persevere through some adversity like that. So it's really cool to see guys like that representing Auburn. Um, yeah, and then uh, following that, we had a really what was kind of a, an offensive showcase for the most part. There was two games where we just had a, an offensive outburst. The game in the middle, game two, was a really weird game. Dallas, I think I told you I was at that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it was a muggy day. It was hot. It was, it was raining all morning. Um, I, I live just about two hours from Chapel Hill. So I made the drive out there and it was just a really weird game. Um, we, we allowed two runs in the top of the first, we were the, we were the away team. So North Carolina was actually batting in the, in the top half of that game, that sandwich game. Um, they scored two in the top of the first and we held them at bay the rest of the game, but our Tigers weren't able to get anything going that game. Um, went nine innings without scoring a run after a a seven run nine, ninth inning the night before. Um, all was well though. We were able to follow, um, up in game three and put away North Carolina in pretty much just the top half of the inning. Um, it was like the most crazy offensive 
baseball game that I've ever seen in just one inning. We scored 13 runs in the first, and there was no way North Carolina was coming back from that. But um, we literally, like, we were putting up putting up runs from every angle, like anything that you could think of. I'm pretty sure a hit batter scored that inning. Um, home runs, you know, scoring off of pass balls, you name it. But yeah, it was crazy. We scored 13 runs in the first. It was it was phenomenal. So we put them away like right away, and it it was just really cool to see our our Tigers like put on a show on national TV in front of everyone in what was quite frankly a really good North Carolina team, really well coached. A lot of those guys on the North Carolina team are going to be playing in the major leagues pretty soon. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably the high point of the 2019 Auburn baseball season. Um, being able to clinch a world college world series berth and also in doing so in, in the fashion that we did, it was just, it was awesome to see. Um, College World Series kind of we fell a little short. It was we we surrendered a, a ninth inning lead in Game One versus Mississippi State, another SEC team that on that big stage was able to to um, to get there along with with Vanderbilt. Um, There's some you know some really good teams in Omaha and um, a really really tough Game One, and I don't think we were able to bounce back after that. We 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 battled. In Louis, with with Louisville in Game Two, but it just uh, we weren't able to to kind of get over the hump. And I know um, there's a couple guys who are returning this season for their junior year who played a big part in getting us to where they're at. And Edward Julian, um, you know, like the the couple plays that pe- a lot of people are saying like, oh, he should have made that play. He should have been able to tag that guy and and get him out. But he didn't um, look. We wouldn't have been where we were at without him. So credit to him, and you know, hats off to him. He's he's a tr- he's a great kid. Really cool story. Came to Auburn not knowing any English at all. Um, he was drafted by Minnesota in the 18th round, and he's coming back to school. Another guy, Jack Owen, uh, also coming back for his junior season after being selected in the 21st round. Uh, Dallas. I mean, what do you, what do you think about um, you know the 2019 season? Like, what how do how do you feel about it? I felt like it was a step forward immensely. Um, it's one of those things where, and you've touched on Julianne and um, Steve Williams, um, both of those guys, and I think Auburn fans they all know this if they've watched Auburn baseball especially in terms of the team aspect. The past two years, Auburn has came on late when it counted, um, and it oftentimes goes that way with Auburn in multiple sports. They may find themselves down and out at some point, um, but when it counts or when it's time to grind and get it done, they really push and get it done, and it was that way with people like Stephen Williams and Edouard Julien this season and even last season, they might not have had just killer stats during the regular season, but when it was time to go come regional, super regional time, they turned the heat on and they really started making plays and started, you know, putting the bat to the ball and really starting to get productive. Um, I'll say this, Justin, um, with Julian, you know, you said that he was coming back. I have news for you. He actually took that MLB contract. Well, that is news to me. They, well, that's a bummer. He but hey, actually, good for him. Here's what happened. He, they offered him, and he turned it down. 
but they increased the offer for a second offer, and it was too good for him to turn down. So he actually took the second offer. Um, well, that is good for him, honestly. And I, th- I mean, we're going to miss him. He's a stud. And, but I think Minnesota, like, I think that's a great fit for him. To me, like, Minnesota is pretty much uh, Southern Canada. So, I mean, I, I think that's a good fit for him. So I was, I, that's, that's, that's good news. That's cool. That's awesome. It is. It's good news. And I'll say this, you know, he's going to be with Will Holland. Will Holland also got yep. taken by Minnesota. Um, and he got, he got a little bit less money than Will Holland, but I will say the money he got was upwards of, you know, high 400,000 range. And it, that, that's good. That's good for, you know, a considerable amount for somebody like Edouard Julian, who, you know, maybe they weren't going to pay him as much to start with, but they realized, Hey, he's, he's worth the money if we can get him right now. Yeah. And that is cool that he's going to Minnesota with Will Holland and Will Holland, a, a guy foregoing his senior year. Um, and he was taken in the fifth round. So that's all, that's money you can't turn down. And that's, that's, that's so good for him. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think that'll, I think that'll be, that'd be really cool to see the two of them kind of come up through the ranks together. Yeah. And they both, you know, played on the same side of the field, you know, Julian being a third baseman on the hot corner and, um, will play in shortstop. So that maybe they will be able to gel together, um, through their time with the twins organization and, we don't know maybe we'll see them on the field together you know in in the bigs yeah that'd be really cool that'd be awesome to see i mean a couple other guys that kind of leaving the program to graduation or heading to the pros um davis daniel elliot anderson two guys that have taken on a a ton of the workload from the pitching staff over the last couple years and uh, those are going to be guys that are really tough to replace on the pitching staff i think that i think that tanner burns is going to come back as he's going to be like the go-to guy in 2020 right from the bat right right from the lead off if you if you will and um to me Tanner Burns has always been one of my favorite Auburn players I think anyone who grows up in an Alabama household and who is able to go to Auburn and have success and and just kind of like see through the light and, and be a, a a rose growing through the mud like that's I feel like that's Tanner Burns and He's a really tough guy. He's gritty. Um, you know, he's a competitor. He's a guy that you want on your team. I think he made a couple All-American lists last year, and I think that he's probably got potential to have a really special season at Auburn. I think that, you know, we haven't had a guy since Hunter Morris in 2010 to make that first-team All-American list. And I think that Tanner Burns might be that guy with uh, Coach Thompson helping this team get deeper and deeper in the postseason play each year. Um, you know, I think that could go a long way for a guy like Tanner Burns and, uh, and his draft stock and, and where he may fall, fall in the draft. Um, Butch Thompson has had 22 draft picks in his four years at Auburn. So, um, again, some of these guys that we're about to talk about, some of these, these really, really talented young guys coming in that could, you know, could test the waters of the draft and, and see where they fall, potentially come back to school. But these, are, this is a coach that those guys look at and they're like, Hey, I'm I'm a really good baseball player, but this this guy Butch Thompson, look at what he's done with so many other guys, and it's kind of a trend right now that um, the better players are are staying in in school and they're going getting an education and then also maturing and developing. You know, seeing some of those older older guys just seeing you know different different types of pitching, different arm angles, all that stuff that goes into the learning curve, which baseball is and 
you know, there's, there's just so many levels of competition. So, um, I, I think that coach Thompson is, is definitely a guy that some of these high draft pick or these high, high rated recruits are, are looking at as like, Hey, I can, I can definitely follow this guy. If it's two years, three years, like this is a guy I can, I can definitely learn from. And I think he'll, he'll make a lot of these young guys a, a better man, you know? Yep. I'm with you a hundred percent on every bit of that. And, um, Auburn has no fear moving forward from a college world series birth because the 2019 Auburn Tiger baseball recruiting class was ranked number nine in the country by Baseball America. Um, it marks the third time in the last four seasons that head coach Butch Thompson and his coaching staff have assembled a top ten recruiting class. And it also marks Butch's 12th top ten class dating back to his days as an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator in 2003. Um our recruiting class for this upcoming year consists of 18 newcomers, including 14 freshmen and four junior college transfers, and it is made up of eight pitchers, six infielders, three catchers, and an outfielder. Um, a pair of our signees for this recruiting class, uh, Nate LaRue and Travis Odom, are both two-way players, Nate being a catcher and a right-handed pitcher and Travis being an infielder and a right-handed pitcher. Um, four of the newcomers, Drew Baker, a right-handed pitcher who was drafted in the 16th round um, by the Dodgers. Uh, Nate LaRue, who we just spoke about, um, he was drafted in the 25th round by the Blue Jays. Uh, Ramsey David, right-handed pitcher in the 35th round by the Diamondbacks. And Mason Greer. Go D-backs. Yeah, you a big D-backs guy. Um, yes, sir. Mason Greer was also drafted by the D-backs in the 37th round. They were all selected in the 2019 MLB draft, and junior college transfer Tyler Miller, who plays in the infield, was a 23rd round pick to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he was drafted out of high school in 2018. Um, Auburn has a quartet of junior college players um, coming in. Uh, One of those would be Drew Baker, the right-handed pitcher, Uh, Garrett Farquhar, an infielder, uh, Tyler Miller, who again was an infielder, and the big dog Jackson Reynolds out of Opelika, right-handed pitcher. Uh, he signed, they all signed with the Tigers uh, in the spring to complete our 2019 recruiting class. The 14 freshmen, they signed with Auburn during the signing period that began in November of 2018. A really Really solid class, Justin, for Auburn baseball. Just let's be honest, Auburn's going to have a lot of talent returning. It could be a little bit difficult for some of these guys to just break the mold as soon as they step in. But regardless of that, you know, there's guys already on the team like Peyton Glavin, Tom Glavin's son, who who we're looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing maybe kind of break through the mold this season. Um but these guys coming in, including these JUCO players and these true freshmen, you know, it gives Auburn fans hope that this is going to continue to roll as long as Butch Thompson's at the helm of the program. Yeah, I, th- I mean, if you look across the board, like this whole this whole recruiting class is solid. Like some really solid guys on here. Um, some guys that have already had some major league interest, and some guys that have definitely got the potential to you know, under, under a good coach like Butch Thompson, get to that next level. Um, like you said, we've got a lot of talent already on the team, but 
this is a really talented recruiting class and i mean from you know outfield infield pitching even a, a nice catcher at nate larue like i think that nate larue uh, who knows he might be the the best player to come out of this recruiting class honestly he's out of mcgill too and like he's he's a stud i think that a guy like i don't know mason greer um son of of rusty greer former texas rangers player I mean, his dad was a 300 hitter and and career 300 hitter in major league baseball so this is a kid who he's got a great pedigree you know he played some he's played in some really high level competition tournaments he's played in some international tournaments so um but all across the board uh you had mentioned um uh, i think it was ramsey david another pitcher some some of these guys that we've got coming in like they have potential to make an impact right away um and when it gets to you know early summer baseball in college baseball like you got to be deep and you got to you got to have some of these guys who they might not be ready right off the bat but they're gonna you know throughout the season they're gonna find a role to where you know they're able to make an impact and contribute to the team oh yeah and i'm looking forward to seeing those contributions from those guys and seeing who kind of establishes themselves as hey i'm gonna get I'm going to come in and I'm going to get better each week and I'm going to try to break through this system that's already got some really solid guys. Um, you opened up a mailbag this week for people who wanted to ask a few questions about whatever they felt like they wanted to ask. And they, the questions that we got were geared or, and centered around the baseball program. Um, the first question that we were asked in the mailbag comes from our guy Bryce Bonner. Shout out to... Our I, guy Bryce. Um, I love Bryce, and if you're someone who, like myself, is not a big fan of Georgia, Bryce is your guy. Bryce has it all down. He he's got every uh, Georgia diss that is ever known to man. Shout out to Bryce. Bryce is awesome. And the best diss that he has is that his middle name Auburn is on a University of Georgia diploma. Um, so that's incredible. But Bryce asks. He says a lot of praise about the JUCO guys coming in. He wants to know who do we think will make the biggest immediate impact for the team. Yeah, and there are the the all four JUCO guys that we've got coming in are really solid. Uh, Baker, Farquhar, um, <clears throat> Tyler Miller. But I think the guy that's going to have the most impact right off the bat is going to be Jackson Reynolds. He's a, a local kid. He went to Opelika. Coming back home to Lee County. Um, he was an absolute stud at Shelton State last year. Had a ton of success there. I believe he was eight and one with an ERA in the low twos. Uh, he's a guy to me who is going to come in and have that instant credibility in the locker room with the rest of the team. And I think he's a guy who, right off the bench, um, we're going to be able to count on. And, and during the stretch of the season, I think that he's a guy who we're going to be able to look back on and say we're really glad to have you know, Jackson Reynolds on the mound for, you know, a long weekend series. So I think that Jackson Reynolds is probably going to be the guy, the Juco transfer, who's going to have the most immediate impact. And on my end, since you took my guy, um, because I agree, Jackson Reynolds will be the guy I think that's going to really be not only familiar to Auburn people, but also the one that's going to Well, you should have sent out the tweet then, Dallas. I know, I know, you're (laughs) right. Um, but since I can't say Jackson, I'm going to go and I'm going to flip it around to another right-handed pitcher, and that is Drew Baker. Um, I think that Drew will kind of be a lot like Jackson maybe in the fact that he's he, Drew's got a pretty strong resume, um, and I think that uh, both of those guys could be two that we can look at next year because 
to me, Justin, and I think you feel the same way as I do, Auburn's pitching is where they have the room to step up because of people like Davis Daniel and Elliot Anderson, EA, you know, getting drafted and leaving the program. Um, those are two guys that need to be replaced. So the ones that are coming in have to step up and replace them as well as guys like Peyton Glavin, who's already on the team that kind of needs to have his breakthrough. Um, and so I'll go with Drew Baker and your choice of Jackson Reynolds is a very fantastic choice for that question. Um, the We got another one from our guy Hefe, um, and he says, who is most likely to make an impact on the Diamond as a freshman next year? Go ahead, Dallas. Take it away. El Hefe, thanks for okay. coming in. So for me on this one, um, it's a little bit harder to determine because you don't have the you don't have the record, the track record as somebody like, you know, Drew or, or Jackson who have put up numbers right. and, and things in sort of a college setting and uh you know, um I think it's going to be one of the two guys for me that are able to play multiple areas on the diamond. Um and for me, I believe that Nate LaRue has a strong ability to make an impact. Um, he's going to have to really gel with uh, Scheffler behind the plate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's probably going to be times where Matt's going to need some time to rest because I, I have been in the position of catching and it wears on you a little bit. These guys are built for it though. And, and so they'll be fine. But um, in moments where Matt's going to need some time, you know, Nate possesses the ability as a, as a freshman, as a young guy to come in and, and be able to catch and, and endure, um, you know, the grind of a, of a SEC schedule. And, um, and so I, for me, it'll be Nate. And then, uh, you have to watch Travis Odom as well, as we mentioned. Um, but, also, Nate gives you that ability that you know if they, you know, if you need him to come in and pitch uh, an inning or two, you know, he's good for that as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you've said. I think that maybe it's not the guy who I think will have the most success right off the bat as a freshman, but I think the guy who I'm just kind of pulling for him. I just, I don't know. I have kind of, I guess you could say, I have a soft spot for him. But Sebastian Thomas out of uh, Marist High School in Brookhaven, Georgia. He's 6'5", 240, and that might be right there the only reason that I want I like him to it. have so much success. I just want a big guy like I want, like a CC Sabathia just up there just pushing balls downhill. Like I, I want to see a guy like that at Auburn like have some serious success and you know maybe it comes out of nowhere, but um, I'm kind of I'm pulling for a guy like Sebastian Thomas. Yeah, he's a monster. That that he uh, is. he's got to be the biggest guy on the team. I was going to say that height and weight is seriously impressive. Like, I mean, you know, can we get another Frank Thomas? Can we? I'll, I'll take two big hurts, actually. I'll take three-fourths of one. I, I would, too. Joker. Good grief. Well, um, hey, Dallas, we had uh, one other mailbag question from Kristen Fusito. She's one of the funniest people on Twitter. Yes. She She's awesome. She drove to Dallas last week, so she's, she's a diehard. She, um, I saw that. She did. She doesn't care. She'll she'll drive across the country if she has to. Um, She's big time. She asked, how do you think our facilities affect recruiting? 
especially now that we are starting to see these massive upgrades like Mississippi State. I know Auburn is starting to do minor updates, but nothing major compared to other universities. Yeah, um, uh, I think that's I think it's a great question. No, I think it's a great question. I think that um, if you haven't seen the new Duty Do- Duty Noble Field in Starkville, it Duty is, is like one of my favorite words. It is. Um, it's incredible. It's a sight to see. It's it's the creme de la creme of college baseball stadiums. And yes. just as Kristen said, it's massive. Um, and it brings up a great point because we recruit against Mississippi State all the time. So I think that at some point, Auburn's we've got to see like what Mississippi State, even Ole Miss at Swayze Field with their recent upgrades. And even Alabama has vested a ton into Sewell Thomas Stadium and um, when you take a holistic view at the athletics department, it's pretty obvious that the baseball complex and facilities needed an upgrade to help Coach Thompson keep reloading with these top ten classes. You know, that's that's what recruits look at. Um, yeah, and Mississippi obviously, State. Obviously, the yeah, Miss, I mean, the Mississippi State field is it's it's insane. Yeah, um, Mississippi State is one of those places too, and you know, I like Mississippi State. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you. Um, but I will say this: they have a they have a really good coach now, um, who will lead their program very well. But don't think that if they ever needed another coach, don't think they wouldn't want to come after Butch Thompson because they love Butch over in Starkville. And uh, you know, to have the facilities they have, it it would not be a hard move. Um, although I know you know Butch loves Auburn and what Auburn brings to the table. Auburn is home. Auburn is family. Um, I will say uh, toward Kristen's question, um, Auburn definitely needs to upgrade in some areas of athletics, and baseball is one of them. Um, they need a you know big time boost in terms of facility um, at Plainsman Park. Um, just as the football program needs a football only facility, I am very outspoken about the football program needing the football-only facility, I just believe that in order for Auburn to continue their success and even get better um, in terms of their success, they need to keep up with the Times and the Joneses, and they really need to move forward with that. And the same goes for the baseball program with their facilities, and even there's some some other facilities, uh, including the basketball facility, which is pretty fairly new, and is very nice, but they they have some upgrades I believe that could be put to good use as well. Um, but that's a great question. I'm glad she asked that because you know, as we like to try to have a little bit of a voice, you know, that is something that I think all Auburn fans really think needs to be done. Yeah, um, you know, like you said, we got to keep up with the Joneses. And to me, the biggest question is: is the juice worth the squeeze? And the answer to me is yes. Like you, you got to have those facilities. I mean, you see what LSU has done with their football locker yeah. rooms. Like it's it's insane. Like it's a luxury house. It's it's insane what what they do there. Yeah. Um, and so so that's what seventeen, eighteen year old kids like. That's what they're looking for. And that's you know if if we're gonna compete at the top levels in every sport, that's what's gonna that's what it's gonna take. Absolutely. So yeah, great great question, Kristen and. Uh, to all the listeners out there, like we, Dallas and I would love to interact with you guys um, as much as possible. So if there are any questions that come up uh, between recordings, whatever, just, you know, let us know. We'll plug in our social medias up at the end of the 
episode. But um, yeah, I love that was that was really fun. Thanks for the questions, Bryce, Hefe, and Kristen. I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, really quick, we got to tell the Auburn family this because uh, it's huge. They may already know. They may not. Um, Greg Olson has joined the Auburn baseball staff as a student assistant. Um, he was a two-time All-American pitcher for the Tigers from 1986 to 88. He will join pitching coach Steve Smith, who was a legend over at Baylor for a long time uh, in working with the Auburn pitching staff. Um, Butch Thompson himself said, and I quote, people are the biggest strength of a program and passionate student athletes connecting with great teachers is vital to development. And Greg Olson simply adds another incredible level of depth to our team as a student assistant. It's well documented that he was a first-round pick, rookie of the year, and an all-star in 14 MLB seasons. Our program will not only be blessed by his amazing experiences on the diamond, but our players will also see an example of a great Auburn man. That's coming directly from AuburnTigers.com. Um, he That's came a back, great quote. Yeah, it, it is. That, that was awesome. He came back to Auburn last fall to work toward finishing his degree in interdisciplinary studies with minors in psychology, history, and sport coaching. He's a native of Omaha, Nebraska. He played for three years at Auburn. He posted a 25-7 and record and a 3.03 ERA, um, more than 30 years removed from his collegiate career. Uh, he still ranks in the top 10 in Auburn history and appearances. We're able to have guys like Greg Olson and um, Cadillac Williams and Chuck Person. Wait, never mind. No, we're <laughs> not blessed on that end. No. That was, uh, but the first two, no, Greg Olson and Cadillac Williams. It's so cool when former players are able to come back and and give back to the, to the community and and back to the university. It's they they have a true passion for what they're doing. So that's awesome to see and awesome to hear about. Right. Um, he broke through his sophomore season. He went eleven and one with a one point two six ERA. Uh, when a combined 18 and 4 with a 1.62 ERA while recording 20 saves and 78 appearances in his final two seasons at Auburn. Um, he was named All American, uh, first team All, All SEC, and ABCA All South Region following the 87 and 88 campaigns. He went on to become the then highest draft pick in Auburn program history as he was selected fourth overall by the Baltimore Orioles. In the 1988 MLB draft, we know that Casey Mize broke that up when he went number one to the Detroit Tigers um, like two years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And he made his debut with the Orioles uh, as he pitched a scoreless inning of relief versus Seattle on September 2nd, 1988. Um, he uh, was named an American League All-Star in 1990, and he spent six seasons with the Orioles uh, turned in 160 career saves, which still stands as an organizational record, and he was inducted into the Orioles Hall of Fame in 2008. Uh, he re- played his remaining eight years of his 14-year career um, with eight teams uh, and turned in 217 career saves, which ranks 45th in Major League Baseball history. Big time for Auburn getting him back home and teaching some of our guys, you know, a little bit of what he knows and how to be an Auburn man. Yeah, that's that's good stuff right there. That's good. I like that. 
and that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of information, but it's it's good stuff for everybody to know, I think. And and that came directly again from AuburnTigers.com. Uh, let's talk about basketball. Yeah, let's we. Whoa, do you hear that? What's breaking what, news? What what's going on? There's breaking news. There's a siren going off right now. Uh oh. Yeah, Bruce Pearl is visiting Walker Kessler in home tonight. Wee woo, wee woo. I mean, that's crazy. We've talked about Kessler a couple of times before. Um, like he's somebody. Yeah, he's he's somebody, man. He's 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 a. I think he's. I don't know. He's like a once a generation player. He's he's big time. Not a lot Justin. of not a lot of seven foot guys who are who have like the vision that he does. Sure. Um, and what keeps sticking out to me is he's just so good at fi- I I've been watching a ton of film on him and. He's just so good at finding open teammates, and that's when a seven foot guy who plays outside is like able to truly make an impact because he's stretching the defense defense out in so many different ways already, and now he's able to pretty much make the defender wrong every single time down the court, kind of like when a quarterback is reading a defensive end. Like you can do this or you can do that, but nothing is going to stop Walker Kessler. And so there's a Gonzaga's got an assistant coach visiting him tonight also but um <laughs> bruce pearl bruce, yeah bruce pearl is going to be in walker kessler's home tonight so i mean that's huge that that can that could be one piece to a to a very very successful auburn team in 2020 bruce needs to uh cook mama kessler his favorite uh dinner time meal and say listen you know i'll feed i'll feed your boy some down home southern auburn cooking and uh <laughs> you know kind of swaying do you think that's Bruce's first pitch is like, hey, what what kind of food do you like? What do you think Bruce's favorite food is? I, so for Bruce, I, you know, I think Bruce might like a little bit of uh, kielbasa, you know, like some mm, some okay. Polish sausage maybe. I don't know. Okay. No, I could see that. I, I think he might be a lasagna guy. Could be. Could be some Italian. Yeah. But yeah, like tell him like, hey, Walker, you know, we like to corn feed him down here on the plains, you know. We'll get you uh we'll get you pretty stout as if you're not already, you know? Absolutely. We'll get you up to about about two eighty. He's ready to truck people over in the lane, son. Man, uh, he really is. He's just so good and, and if if we can get a guy like that and I'm sure we're gonna uh, you probably have this next, but with Sharif Cooper, um he was on campus last week. Yeah. Having having those two guys being able to team up and then we're gonna talk about a few other guys who like this could be an Auburn dream team. In all reality, with some of the, with some of these guys that Bruce has been talking to and visiting, coaches that he's been talking to, like there's there's some some big names out there that are it's, it's heating up for Auburn right now, and and I'm super excited about it. Absolutely, and uh, let's talk about a few of those. Um, so Bruce not only has the in home visit tonight with Walker Kessler, um, but Bruce and Texas head coach Shaka Smart. They visited top 40 senior Matt Morrell. Uh, he's a 6'4", 190-pound shooting guard out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. He's a consensus four-star. And Auburn and Texas and Vanderbilt, all three have good shots at him. Um, the pros that like to kind of scout and evaluate, they've got him 100% to Vanderbilt. Um, he's a strongly built guard, and he's got a good physique for somebody who's a shooting guard. He loves to shoot off the dribble. He's a high percentage shooter uh, from three-point range, and he can attack either the left or the right 
and he's really athletic around the rim. He he's more of a scorer than a playmaker or distributor. Um, and he's a solid defender, but could rebound uh, really at a higher clip. Uh, he's a guy who, while they have him a hundred percent to Vandy, don't rule Bruce out. No, never. It Bruce is always Bruce is always a threat out there. Yeah, he he is. Um, so. Let's talk a little bit about visits and some of these guys that you've already mentioned. Let's start with uh, Jalen Green. He is set to visit Mississippi State weekend, um, which is September 26th. He's a 6'5", 170-pound shooting guard from Prolific Prep in Napa, California, and he's a consensus five-star with Memphis, Auburn, Kentucky, all three in the mix. What do you think about him? Um, I think that I think that we've still got a good shot. He's obviously wanted by some some really good programs, but um, no, I mean I think we I think we've got a good shot. Do you want to uh, you want to go ahead and go into our our segment um, where we we give a little a little insight as to what we exactly how confident we are in these guys picking Auburn? Yeah, we can. We can. Okay. Um, we you want to start with Jalen? Yeah, I'm gonna put Jalen Green right now. I'm like fifty percent. I wouldn't okay. go much higher, uh, but I, I maybe maybe a little lower. I wouldn't really go much higher than fifty percent right now. Okay. Um, what do, where do you got him at? So for Jalen, I have him at about the same place that you do, um, probably around the fifty percent mark. I think Memphis is going to be a pretty key player for Jalen. Um, but there's also these other programs, like I mentioned, Kentucky and some of the other bigger programs that that may shoot in late. You know, so it's really hard to tell right now. Yeah, it is. It's still a little early, and I think once these guys get their senior year underway and they kind of settle into um, kind of settle into their their school year a little bit more, I think that they'll get a little more comfortable with some of these coaches talking to them, and we'll probably see start seeing a little more a little more action as far as that goes. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Greg Brown, who is huge uh, for Auburn fans. Uh, he visits Iron Bowl weekend, November the thirtieth. Uh, you and I both are really high on Greg Brown. Absolutely, I I think that again, like I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, some of these guys who are just even considering Auburn right now, and it might be in their top seven or or top twelve or whatever, but some of these guys who are kind of on the brink um of of uh of deciding where they're gonna take the next step of their career like a couple of these guys a few of these guys are are considered like once in a generation player where they can they can really change so much of the game and we don't have to and we're we're able to be a team that's we don't have to shoot 100 threes a game like we can we can play and we can win in so many different ways with so many of these guys and i think that greg brown is another one of those guys like him uh, Cooper, Green, Kessler, like all these guys, they're such big names. Like I want to say, and Morell, like I think they're all top forty, top fifty guys. Like it's it's insane how talented some of these guys are that are considering Auburn right now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put my my dial at Greg Brown. I'm gonna move it to about a sixty five. I feel confident that we're gonna be able to um, kind of make a move with, like I said, with kind of him settling down into the his senior year. I think we'll I think we'll be able to make a move and. Uh, maybe maybe become the favorite before November. I don't want to jinx Auburn at all, ever, with anything that I say. Um, but I have learned to from from the great Ben King that sometimes you just have to say it. 
Um, and so I'm going to go 75%, Justin, to oh, all I like it. And here's why. Here's why. Let me let me back that up. So I think it's I think it's Auburn or North Carolina um, that has probably two great shots at Greg Brown. The reason I'm going to say 75% is because not only the hype, but I also feel that with all of that hype comes the constant mind game that where's he going? Where's he going? Well, right now there's a lot of focus and a lot of talk about Auburn. And so for me, I'm going to say 75% right now because I just, to be honest, in my, in my mind and in my heart, Auburn has really made a push. Auburn has made a distinct, clear, we want you campaign for Greg Brown. Uh And so I want to be confident in feeling that that's, that could be huge for Auburn in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, like Coach Kyle and Penny, Penny's got, we talked about it on the last episode, Penny's got like the best bag man like in history right now. So tough going up against that guy. But uh, I I mean, like you said, we're making a really strong push for Greg Brown. And I don't know, it, it seems like we've had a little success in Texas lately. So um, you know, maybe we've made enough of a footprint that we're able to go in and get a, a, a number seven national player, uh, like Greg Brown, out of, and he'd be a, a nice, like, true power forward for us. Um, we don't, we wouldn't have like six four, um, six four guys trying to uh, play down low for us. I think that he would, um, you know, be be that presence that I think we've been missing a little bit. Um, not not to say that Chuma wasn't that guy, but I think Greg Brown's a little more physical than Chuma would be. Um, so that's cool. I, I like it, Dallas. I like, I like Ben's influence on you. So with Greg, that, that is huge. I think Auburn really stands a great shot with him. Um, we have a lot more to talk about in terms of basketball and also football. Um, so that'll be it for episode three. Um, we just have so much that we can talk about into a jam packed kind of 50 minute time frame. So We'll catch everybody up on the rest of basketball and the rest of football um, on the next episode. I guess you could probably call this a two-parter. Um, but, Justin, uh, it's been fun. Um, tell everybody where they can reach you on social media. Guys, you can reach me at WarDamnJustin, W-A-R-D-A-M-N-J-U-S-T-I-N. Go, go follow the man and give him some uh, talks on the interwebs. And you can reach me uh, at dham, 4AU, D-H-A-M, the number 4AU on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so, yeah, let's catch up with everybody next time, Justin. It'll kind of be a two-parter episode where we'll pick up, uh, pick up directly from our discussion on Greg Brown and we'll talk about the rest of the basketball recruit visits and when those will happen um, and talk a little bit about football as well. Uh, It's been fun. We'll catch up with them next time. War Eagle, my friend. War Eagle, everyone. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, 
do you.